Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's never been easier to communicate with people, but it's never been harder to know which platform you're supposed to communicate on. Here's a simpler solution. With call, meet, and message all in one app, RingCentral makes communication easy. With all that connectivity in the palm of your hand, you can work from anywhere with anyone at any time and never miss a beat. Because when it comes to communication, simple is better. Learn more at RingCentral.com. RingCentral. Simpler communications. Welcome to MLB Daily, your one-stop shop for daily baseball content. I am LJ LaFura. Alongside me, I've got Brandon Karam, and we are a Belly Up Sports podcast. We are what they aren't. Brandon, how's your fantasy team doing? LJ, actually pretty good. Uh, Good start to the fantasy baseball season. The We Stan Otani's. Uh, are doing quite well. Second year in a row with the same team name, uh, Sans Jose Otani, or excuse me, Shohei Otani, as he has not been on my team either of the two years. But, um, you know, doing pretty good. My my strategy of going with a lot of pitchers in the draft um, has certainly worked out so far. But, um, LJ, you know, I saw you were not off to the greatest start here the first week. No, this has been this has been no bueno. Um, in this league, I've got two leagues. The other one's actually going quite well, but in this one, I have managed to place ninth in our rotisserie league. Look, my pitching is honestly fine. I'm happy with my pitching. I have a almost forty strikeout lead in terms of that stat. Uh, we're we're squared away there. I'm doing decent in wins as well. My offense hasn't shown up. Up until a couple days ago, I had three home runs. So, like, I don't think they could have performed worse than they have so far. And so you just kind of, you know, you live. You live with it. Well, LJ, um, what if I told you that we're going to have someone come on the show today that can maybe help you a little bit with your fantasy team? 
Really? Is it Jose Otani? <laughs> it is. <laughs> it is Kevin Wilson of the Belly Up Sports Network, uh, host of the Belly Up Sports uh, Fantasy Baseball Live Show on Sundays. He will be joining us shortly to talk about all things fantasy baseball. Uh, and, you know, we can't wait to talk to him, LJ. Oh, absolutely. A great guy, great conversation that we've uh, had with him. And it really, it will be helpful for anyone who has any interest, any even potential interest in joining a league. You are going to get a lot out of this conversation with Kevin. It was really, really fantastic. We're, we're definitely glad to have him with us. Absolutely. So, well, uh, did you have anything else to talk about today before we turn over? Or are we ready to go? I think we're good. Uh, just, you know, enjoy the interview with Kevin uh, for the episode today. And uh, we will be back on Saturday. All right. Welcome back here. We are with Kevin Wilson, one of our guys, our fantasy guys in particular from Belly Up Media. Kevin, how you doing? I'm doing outstanding. Thanks for having me on. It's a real pleasure. Absolutely. So could you tell us a little bit more about yourself? Let people get to know you a bit. Sure. Um, my name's Kevin Wilson, and uh, I'm the host of the Belly Up Fantasy Live baseball show that comes on Sunday nights live at 8 Eastern. And uh, I'm also on the uh, uh, Belly Up Fantasy Live uh, football dynasty edition that comes on Sunday mornings at 11 and i also uh write usually an article a week for the belly up fantasy side of things and uh so you know anything has to do with fantasy you can pretty much check me out there i am awesome i certainly i mean brandon knows i'm a sucker for dynasty uh fantasy sports in general how did you end up getting involved with belly up media well what happened was is uh i was on facebook one day and then dan uh, Mater sent out a message saying, hey, is anybody be interested in, in writing about sports? And that's one of the things that I've done all the way back when I was in high school. I was in a journalism class and I covered, you know, wrote about the football team and various other things. And, and uh, so I'm a writer at heart and uh, I was in the Navy and uh, that was not my job, but I did things on the side, my own I had a, I was on a TV show on the ship, also wrote for the newspaper when there was one. And so, and when I retired from the Navy and I came out here, cause I'm in, in, in the Dallas area and uh, I was writing for this uh, website called Hoops Town. I was covering the Mavericks and the Spurs as an intern. And just about the time where they were like getting ready to hire me, the whole thing just went belly up, if you will. And so. So, you know, I was, didn't do anything for a long time. And then Dan sent that message. I answered it. And he said, do you have any uh, uh, examples of your writing? Which Sorry, I've got uh, written examples. I don't have, I do now. There's all kinds of examples if anybody wants to see what I've written and stuff like that. So uh, I actually sat down and wrote out a piece about uh, our, fan, our, our draft that our league did for football. And I analyzed it, submitted it, and they said, oh, yeah, that's what we're looking for. And that was like two years ago. And so right after I joined, you know, what happened with Kobe Bryant, you know, he, you know, when he, when he was killed, 
in in the helicopter crash. Well, I had met him personally, uh, and so I actually went up and said, "Hey," because I just got back from being over in the Middle East, and I said, "Hey, would it be possible for somebody to meet him?" And uh, his bodyguard said, "Sure, let me see some ID," which I did. And so him and I had a conversation. He gave me his autograph, and he was very, very, you know, nice to me. He was very personable. And when that happened, I thought, man, I got to put, I got to write about this. And so that was my first published story that I ever did for Belly Up, was my personal experience with Kobe Bryant. You can get out there and check that out. Just do a, a, a search, my personal experience, and that's the first one that comes up. And so. Go ahead. Oh, that's that's awesome. Um, and also, thank you for your service. Oh, I appreciate that. Um, now, when did you uh, first start with fantasy sports? Well, you know, I was just writing some things, and 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 uh, there was some. There was a, near as many shows as there are now. And uh, Mike Brown, of course, he's the you know the co-inventor of Belly Up. And he was like, oh, we need to do some fantasy shows. And so I got involved in that. I was involved with fantasy football, fantasy basketball. We had a, actually had a league. Belly Up had a league last year, and uh, which I won. Just throw that in there. But mm-hmm. uh, um, I'm kind of late to the fantasy game. You know, I've been a baseball guy my whole life, but uh, I wasn't really into fantasy. But a friend of mine introduced me to fantasy football. And uh, so I joined him in, his, in the league he was in, been in there ever since. And I just thought, well, I'm a baseball guy, so I got to get involved with fantasy baseball. And I just kind of joined a, a public league, not knowing a single thing about anything. And I just joined it. That was like five years ago. And uh, just joined it and learned things as I went along. And um, so I, I think I'm pretty pretty seasoned fantasy guy now. So. All right. Well, let's look a little bit into this year's draft, you know, average draft position stuff, you know, across the board, who do you think was kind of overrated early in these drafts? Well, you know, it's kind of interesting because I have an overrated and an underrated player that was on the same team. The overrated player being Aaron Nola from the Philadelphia Phillies, the pitcher. And uh, I had him last year. I drafted him. You know, had to put a lot of draft capital into, you know, getting because he's the ace, the supposed ace of the staff. And uh, but he was only like nine and nine. His ERA was over four. He really didn't bring home the bacon, if you will. And so this season, I had decided that there's no way I'm going to get involved with that guy. And so, but he's got a teammate named Zach Wheeler, who actually. Pitched over 200 innings. He had over 200 strikeouts. I got his numbers here. He had a, let's see, uh, da, 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 there he is. He was 14 and 10 with a 278 ERA. And so that's the definition to me of a, of, of, of an ace. So we flash forward because we did our draft for, because we got a league that's got a bunch of belly up guys in it. And unbelievably to me, Aaron Nola still went off the board before Zach Wheeler. Uh, I just don't get it. You know, I just thought I'm not going to get burned with him, but he still came off the board early. I think he's way overrated. 
and he hasn't pitched well at all this season. He's bare, you know, it's still early, of course, but he has bared out my personal belief in him. He's not the ace. Don't, no, don't be given a lot of draft capital for him. It, it, it's just not worth it to me. Yeah, we're right, right with there with you, Kevin. Um, we were pretty well on the Zach Wheeler Cy Young hype train for a large part yeah. of last season. Yeah, you and uh, Dan D'Amico. He's the guy that's another guy that's on a on our show. He's a regular on there, and uh, he agrees with you wholeheartedly. He said that that Wheeler should have won the, the Cy Young the last year, and it's hard to argue with that, especially with the work he put in. Now, Shohei Otani ends up um, ADP 8, according to Fantasy Pros, who looks at all of the major sites. Where exactly does his value rank in your mind? Well, it depends largely on the league that you're in. Because the league that we're doing is head-to-head points. And if you're in a head-to-head points, and I actually had the first overall pick in this draft that we just did, and I took Shohei Otani number one overall. If you're in the points league, you cannot argue with him being the first pick in any, I don't care what size it is, you know, that's fantasy points. I think you you can make an argument for just about any league, but over in Yahoo, they've got a setup where Shohei Otani is kind of like two players. You can draft him as a pitcher. If you want him as a hitter, you got to draft him again as a hitter, which I really don't understand that at all. That's the way it is on Yahoo. And so on Yahoo, he is not the first overall pick. And so it, it all depends largely on the kind of league that you're in. But he's got to go in the first couple of, of picks, I'd say, as long as he's the one player. That's that's the big part of that. Absolutely. Now, generally, how do you evaluate guys like Mike Trout and Byron Buxton who are high-quality players but miss a lot of games? Well, you know, Mike Trout was the overall number one pick in the in, in any draft for a, for a long time. But that, that train is now at the station. And so he went in the second round in our draft. I think maybe if he's healthy, he'll definitely give you good value at the second round. But it's been a couple of seasons now where he has not been healthy. And so and he went right at the top of the second round. I think it was the second pick of the second round. That's a little early to me. If he, uh, you know, if he's Mike Trout of old, then that's a great pickup. But uh, I'm not convinced that's the case with him. And, uh, you know, he's, he's a great player. I wish him all the best. I hope that he's healthy this year because he's a great, you know, you like to watch a guy named Mike Trout hit. And so when he's got Shelly Otani one and then Mike Trout two, you know, that's the kind of thing that baseball, you want to watch baseball for that kind of thing. And so I just hope he's healthy this year. And so that's kind of where I, I, I check in on, in on him. Now, you know, speaking of uh, Trout, you know, certainly a guy who does fill up the stat sheet, uh, you know, year after year, consistently finishing in the top part of the MVP voting um, for a number of years in a row. But it's always been interesting to me that he's never really been like the consensus number one overall pick. Um, You know, what specific stats do you look for um, in guys? Because like, you know, 
the way that we evaluate baseball players um, in terms of value for their team is a lot different than the way that we value them for fantasy sports. Yeah, you're, you're right about that. And so what I look for is production. I know they talk a lot about barrel rates and exit velocities and all this stuff, which, you know, I, I'm, I'm an older guy. So, you know, that kind of stuff just goes over my head. What I look for is production. I don't care if he hits a fastball 119 miles an hour, if it's an out. And so, but Mike Trout has been always been right at the top of the list as far as like home runs, extra base hits. You know, he, he could steal you a base. And uh, the stolen bases in, in baseball is pretty much a forgotten art anymore. So if you can get that, and the home runs and and the doubles and all of that stuff if you can add that together kind of like uh ramirez of what cleveland is doing right now because he had 30 i think it was all 30 stone bases i believe last year was caught just four times all year and so if you can combine that in the single player you better watch out because otani had like 28 stolen bases last year so and we're talking about the complete package what more could you possibly ask for out of a player. Yep, that was uh, 27 stolen bases for Jose Ramirez last year, four caught stealing. 27, ridiculous. okay, I'll buy ridiculous. it. Yeah, ridiculous clip, either yeah. way. And um, he only hit uh, you know, over 30 home runs and had 27 stolen bases, you know, and, and he, he's a top five pick. There's no question about that whatsoever. Now, especially across all, all different scoring systems, but especially in a situation like a rotisserie league, where you have to get stats, who's the type of guy you would target to get you those stolen bases when there's so few of those guys around anymore? Well, I would say that, uh, you know, we're talking about Ramirez, that's a guy that you could you could definitely look at. And um, if you're looking for steals, that's going to be a real hard, you know, where, where are you going to go to get that? Starling Marte is a guy for the Mets that uh, – that he you know, had over 40 steals last year. I don't think he's going to get that close to that batting in the, in the Mets lineup, but he's got a guy that, that, that can get you steals. And I like him personally, and I drafted him. So we'll see how that works out. And so I had seen that where if you're in the first round of a Cats league, that you want to get steals in the first round. And so – and then build your draft after that. I'm not in a cat's league. I've never been in one, but I can see the, uh, you know, the reasoning for doing that because uh, you're not going to fill up. Who else is going to steal you bases? There aren't a lot of them. So you definitely have to tune into that and see what you can come up with. Absolutely. Now let's talk about Boba Shet. Fantasy pros has him as the average draft position five. For this team, of course, he's a shortstop for the Toronto Blue Jays. Yes. What makes him better than guys like Bryce Harper, Freddie Freeman, or Mookie Betts? Well, I don't, I don't know exactly think that's the case because when you look at the shortstop position overall, it is the deepest it has been in years. And so if you're not – I'm not going to give as high a draft pick as you would have to give to get Bo Bichette. Because later on in the draft, you could get somebody, let's say, you know, a Trevor Story, somebody like that, perhaps uh, um, 
uh, his name's fading from uh, the, the Met shortstop who had such a terrible season. Lindor. Lindor. You know, he's the guy that if he bounces back and he came off the board, you know, he can get him maybe ninth, tenth round, something like that. And if he returns the kind of value that he has been able to know, be known for, then that is going to really help out your team a lot. So I don't think, you know, Bo Bichette could be a great player. He is a great player. But I don't think that I would take him over the players that, you know, especially like Bryce Harper. Because Bryce Harper, first of all, Bryce Harper will give you the walk. He'll give you 100 walks. And in, 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 in a points league, that's that's big. That kind of, met, you know, because he's the guy that can, you know, last year against Atlanta at the end of the season, he struck out just about every at bat. And so, you know, when you're playing in, in you know, fantasy, you got to realize that, especially in a points league, all strikeouts are a negative one point. And so you got to be able to balance that out some way. And then him walking 100 and however many times that he does balances out that a little bit. And so, I would certainly take Bryce Harper way before I would Bichette. Who do you think fell too far in most drafts? Uh, well, in our draft especially, pitcher, you know, he's like 40 years old. I'm talking about Adam Wainwright of, of the St. Louis Cardinal. And uh, he came off the board to me in the 20th round. Ooh. Nobody wanted to touch him. And so everybody's like, you know, he's going to fall off the cliff at some point. And that may well happen at some point. But he went out on opening day. He looked great. So with a 20th round pick and he goes off, you know, and does go down the, you know, falls off the canyon, it's no real big deal. So he was a player that I just said, I, I, there's no way I could pass up that, that value. And so I went ahead and I picked him. I'm very happy about that. Um, another guy that uh, we talked about shortstops, Willie Adamas from Milwaukee is a guy that, uh, he really swung the bat well, especially when he went to Milwaukee last year and uh, he had 25 home runs and he came off the board in the 19th round. So, you know, when you look at, you know, Bo Bichette and you look at Willie Adamas, how much of the difference in, in the fantasy points is that going to be at the end of the season? Probably not a lot. And so if you can get Willie Adamas in the 19th round, you really you know, brought it home for me. So, and let's see, uh, talked about, uh, I was going to talk about Kyle Hendricks. He didn't look too good his last time out. So maybe we don't need to shelve that a little bit. Um, another player that I have that's so high up in the stratosphere, I don't understand it, is Hugh Darvish of the San Diego Padres. And so I had him also last year. I used a high draft pick on him. He went down the drain. And uh, if you happen to notice the other day, he, he, he got lit up. He absolutely got lit up. I have no confidence in him whatsoever. And uh, he came off the draft this year again, once again, way early on. And I just don't see him providing the, you know, the return that you need for somebody that's here at the top of your pitching staff. I'm not buying it. And, you know, speaking of starting pitchers and really the the pitcher spot in general, you know, uh, baseball is so 
unique because you have two completely different types of players and hitters and pitchers. How do you value like the hitter versus pitchers when you're drafting? Um, you know, we see a lot more hitters go off the board early in the draft, but um, you know, is is there a reason why there's so many more hitters that go early than 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 pitchers? Do you personally have a stance on how you approach the hitters versus pitchers? Um, and also, you know, when it comes to starting pitchers versus relief pitchers because you are trying to get saves as well well for me i've always been a starting pitcher guy and the main reason why that is is because the relief pitcher you don't know when he's going to pitch until he actually pitches. and you know if he goes out there let's say and it's two to one in the ninth inning and he goes out and he gives up a single and a home run and he loses the game that's negative five points for the loss. That's negative five points for the blown save. And so that's hard to make up. That's just for that. You know, it doesn't include the runs and you know the hits and whatever. And so I've always been more of a, a starting pitcher guy, even with today's climate. When you're, if you get five innings out of a pitcher, you have done great. But even if you do get five innings and he goes and he gives up maybe two runs, three runs, and he, but he strikes out 10, you're going to walk out. Shohei Otani, and as we talked about him earlier, went out in his first game. He didn't even pitch five innings, but he still got 12 fantasy points. And so there aren't many hitters that you're going to get 12 fantasy points out of. Maybe, you know, Vladimir Guerrero hit three home runs and a double, you know, probably got somebody 30 fantasy points yesterday, whatever the total was. I'm sure it was over, you know, but you're not going to get that every day. And when it comes to starters, you know when they're going to pitch, so you can plan around that. And so it's kind of interesting that I say that because this year the first pitcher that I took was actually Josh Hader of the Milwaukee Brewers. And uh, I was immediately chastised for doing that because, oh, I'm not going to take a relief pitcher, and it was the fifth round. I went ahead and I did it anyway because he's a unique individual. He can go out and he'll strike out two, three guys. He can go out and pitch, you know, an inning or two innings. And so he's not going to blow a lot of game. He's already pitched twice. He's got two saves already. He had 12 points, I think, in one game, 10 points in another. That's the kind of return that you're looking for right there. But the rest of the relief pitchers, you really got to make sure that you get a guy that you relatively confident is going to give you solid returns more often than not. All right. Um, now, looking forward more into this season, who are some common guys that you're seeing on the waiver wire right now that you feel like are good ads? Well, some guys that I think that, uh, well, I'm going to talk about uh, Gio Yershela from the Minnesota Twins, except yesterday, you know, because nobody could, you know, swing the bat against Clayton Kershaw. But, uh, and, and, and when I'm looking at waiver wire ads, I look for versatility. I like guys that have more than one position. You know, somebody that plays first, outfield, maybe, you know, you could throw in a second base in there. And so those are the kind of guys that you need to be able to plug into your lineup because somebody, you know, it's not playing today or whatever the case is. And so one of the players that I like is uh, Brad Miller. He's He plays for the hometown Texas Rangers here. And he's got first base, second base, and outfield eligibility. And that's 
you know, almost impossible to find. So if, you know, you need to plug somebody in the first base, you can do that. If you need to plug somebody in the first base, third base, you can do that. Second, second base shortstop out. There's all kinds of possibilities. Uh, I like him a lot, but the player that's really swinging the bat is Connor Joe from the Colorado Rockies. And, uh, you know, I just saw him play here in Texas and, uh, you know, when it comes to Colorado hitters, you want to make sure that, uh, you know, when they're on the road, they're a different kind of animal. But Connor Joe in Texas still swung the bat well. And now he's back up in Colorado facing the Cubs this weekend, and he's got the Phillies next weekend or next week. So if you can get him, add him to your team, and just let him swing the bat while he's at home, that's the kind of guys that I'm looking for right there. Um you know, we could talk about Quan uh, from the Cleveland Indians, but he went from like two and a half percent owned to like 75% in like two days. Maybe it was one day. And so there's no sense even bringing him up because he's not available. And I don't think that that's, you know, of course, that's not sustainable anyway, what he's doing. But uh, so those are kind of a couple of guys that I look at. Uh, some pitchers. Uh, you know, we we could talk about Tyler McGill from, from the New York Mets. And um, his went from like 2% to stratosphere two, and, and he's no longer available in our league. I'm sure he's not. But if he is, if you're in the league that's got Tyler McGill and he's still sitting there, go get him right this second. Because he looks like the best Mets pitcher, you know, on a team that's got Scherzer and everything else. He looks the best so far. So I really like him, but like I said, he's probably not available. So there you go. Yeah, Brandon, don't bother looking. I already grabbed him. So okay, better not waste so, your time there. Um, now, of course, the big talk everyone's got going right now, Mackenzie Gore will be coming up and I believe he'll be pitching uh, today, actually yeah, Friday. So really, what is your strategy with these young rookies? Are you the type to go out and grab him? him early grab him before his first start and how long do you typically stay with these guys if they're struggling well if he's anything like uh matt brash from the seattle mariners he uh he's the guy that you know he made the team and there are a lot of guys that you know you draft there was a guy that was being drafted and he went on on the il while the draft was going on later on in the draft so you know there are a lot of players that you know IL and all that. And I recommended picking up Matt Brash off of waiver wire. And he went out yesterday and he pitched pretty well. And so if if he happens Gore happens to follow that, you know, and there's no guarantee that he will. But uh, a lot of the answers to your questions also depends on the league size. Because uh, the league that we're in has is, is a 10, you know, member, you know, league. So that means there are tons of good players that are on the waiver wire. So my leash isn't very long at all. Now, if you're in a 16-team league, that's a completely different situation, and you really have to, you know, have some patience. In that, but in the league that I'm in, I don't have a lot of patience, you know. And so if you go out and you kind of like knuckle under then I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to swap you out with somebody else. And if maybe you're, you know, pitch better later on, I might add you to my team, but uh, 
So that's kind of, you know, with the young, especially the young guys, because they're inconsistent by nature. But, uh, you know, you just have to, and it's kind of hard because fantasy baseball, you have to pay attention. It's not like fantasy football where you can pay attention to it on Sundays and Mondays and Thursdays, and that's pretty much it. You got to pay attention every day to what's going on. And if you see something, you don't like it, make your judgment, make the move, and whatever you get, you just live with it. Absolutely. Let's move over to some general, more general MLB talk. So if I have this correct, you are a Dodgers fan. Dodgers, there it is. Yeah. What, what do you make of this team? Well, they've got a lineup that's you know, second to none if everybody's firing. And, and I was one of the players that we could talk about that I was kind of high on when I was first doing my evaluations, but has since gone downhill is Cody Bellinger, you know, cause he, uh, he had a horrible season, but we're talking about an MVP guy. And I thought, well, he could do, you know, turn it around, but then he was striking out almost every at bat. And that's not, you know, not something that I'm just, you know, saying that to make it sound like he's striking out every, you know, he is, I know he had a home run yesterday, which is, you know, yay for him. But uh, he's got to have to do that. But if he's if he comes in there and he starts hitting the ball, they've got a lineup that just can't be stopped. And then you know, you know, there's no way that Clayton Kershaw is going to go out and pitch the perfect game every night out. But if 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 he's Clayton Kershaw of old, this team really doesn't have any weaknesses. All right. Well, um, I've really just got that's about it that we have for you. Um, we'll leave the floor to you to plug anything you'd like, give any MLB, any other MLB takes that you didn't get to yet that you'd like to give. The floor is yours, Kevin. All right. So this is something that uh, we're going to talk about on our show. And uh, that is, because I saw this play live the other day between the Texas Rangers and the Colorado Rockies. It's the bottom of the 10th inning and the Rangers are down by four or two runs. They got a guy on first, one out. They hit the ball to the infield. They throw it to second and throw it. The guy throws it away. And they're over there going, well, he's out because he slid out of the base. I don't understand how in the world they ever came up with that. I've seen a lot worse slides in my day. And so this is something that baseball needs. And, you know, they need to state exactly what is it you're looking for? Because he uh, didn't, didn't try and take him out or anything. I guess he put his arm on him or something. But uh, if you can't even slide in the second base to break up a double play, then what are we doing? And so that's something that definitely needs to be addressed. And so there's that. And um, the, another play that happened yesterday was the, the San Francisco Giants butting the ball in the sixth inning of uh, what was it, nine to two or 11 to two or whatever it is. And, um, you know, you got to play the game. You just can't say, okay, we're winning, so we're just going to go ahead and sit down. And, you know, there's no victory formation in baseball. So, you know, if he's got speed and that's the way he can get on base, that's the way it works. And, uh, you know, there are a lot of things in baseball that need, you know, we're just coming off a big, you know, when they've locked everybody out and stuff. And baseball needs to do everything they can to get the fans excited to get engaged because, you know, I'm the older guy. So they know they've got me, 
but if they want to get to, you know, you know, get gentlemen like you guys that are in the you know generation, they needed to address that and 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 get the sport so people want to watch the game. And I think baseball is a great game, and people just just put your best foot forward. It seems like baseball tries to do that, and then puts their foot in their mouth every time. So they're coming off one of the great playoffs that we've seen. Last season was a great season. You had a no hitter that was going on practically every other day, seemed like. And so this is the kind of thing that baseball needs to be put forward to me. Absolutely. Kevin, thank you so much for um, giving us your time. Would you like to plug your shows real quick where we can find you and all of that online? Absolutely. So as I was saying, uh, I'm on the uh, Belly of Fantasy Live football dynasty edition that's on sunday mornings at 11 that can be seen you know the same all the same stations that the, all the belly up shows can be found on and then i'm the host of the belly up fantasy live baseball show and uh vince stover is the right hand on that show that comes on sunday nights at eight o'clock eastern and uh, we talk about we always talk about what actually is going on in the field of play in baseball, then we switch over and we you know we cover fantasy, you know just what we talked about players that we're looking to pick up. Who are we disappointed in? Who do we, you know stuff like that? And so that's on. And as I said, I write pretty much exclusively for the Belly of Fantasy uh, website side of things. There's the actual sports side that, that reports about you know what actually happens on the field. But I'm over on the fantasy side. I have an article that goes, just went out. You know, talk about players you want to pick up off waivers. The article's there. It was just posted. And uh, you can get that on Reader. Uh, read it. I'm sorry. Uh, you can find me on Twitter. Uh, my Twitter handle is K- Kevin62WILSEA. And so I'm out there. So come find me. Absolutely. Kevin, thank you so much for your time and good luck with the rest of your uh, both fantasy and real seasons. All right. It was a pleasure being here. Just thanks for having me. Absolutely. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Shopify presents cool sheets from aha to lying awake while you bake isn't cool. I suffered from the wrong kind of hot in bed, heat induced insomnia. That was my aha moment. Bed sheets that keep you cool. Then I thought, how do I even sell bed sheets? That's when I had the idea that made it all possible. Signing up on Shopify. With the help of Shopify's intuitive online store creator, I started selling sustainable bamboo sheets that keep cool year-round. And my cool idea became a reality. Hot sleepers around the world rejoice. (laughs) Shopify makes it simple to keep your cool while starting and growing your business. Start selling with Shopify today and join the commerce platform powering millions of businesses worldwide. From aha to anything is possible. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. 
Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22.